0: very good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you may be my name is sean this is alex and you are listening to another episode of coaster kings radio. radio um today well uh, first things first you may have noticed we've been gone yes and that's because we were in europe for a little bit we had week. a good ass time we had a wonderful cute time i mean first time international <laughs> since cute time. the pandemic started Wonderbar. we went to france Right as the pandemic started, and like Mm -hmm. the school shut down in England, and like Italy was
1: was dying, it was pretty rough. February 29th, 2020. So it was like right before all the borders closed. Yeah.
0: And we hadn't been back since. So yeah, that was where we were. We were in Europe. It was a a quick week, and Mm -hmm. now we're just kind of catching up with work, and we're moving soon. So we have our house full of boxes, and Mm -hmm. so um, we hadn't gotten a chance really to, to record these new episodes, but here we are. And today we'll be talking about... we island. <laughs> so uh, we did eight parks, four countries, five days. It was a really quick, crazy lightning trip. Shout out to Sven, who's not here recording today. He actually drove us around for a uh, part of that. Sven um, is
1: our savior.
0: Our lord and He's savior. He's our everything. So we will have an episode about most parks. But today's focus is Bobbiyanland, which is the first of uh, of the episodes here.
1: And it was the first of our like new parks.
0: Yeah, us. so of course we 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 flew to Paris, and, and then the first thing we did straight
1: to Disneyland was Disneyland Paris immediately, obviously.
0: And then at evening, Sven surprises in the parks that he got a season it was so pass, great. and so then we went back home with Sven. And then after that, the next morning, we started our Belgium trip, which we hadn't done mm-hmm. any Belgium parks yet
1: and we started it was that so exciting it was with land fabulous to cross another country off the list of of park uh, or cross another country off the list of countries that we've ridden roller coasters in so that was awesome um we'll Beyond land is just like I, that's what I kind of what I think of when I think of Belgian theme parks like I guess that was the first it's
0: like the mix between Slagharen and Dollywood, if yeah. they had like a love child, yeah,
1: they would have bob it's such an odd stuff. combination, but like yeah it it checks out because um, I wouldn't say that it necessarily resembles Dollywood that much except that on paper, it's like the same story,
0: so long story short, um Bobiganroen is a Belgian. Country singer, and he was like, Wow, this piece of wetland looks really great to build a show venue so we can, like, have performers from all over the world, you know, do artist things. And so that was really cute, but then it took maybe like 15 years, and they decided that, you know, because the park opened in 1961 as a show venue, really. And then in 1975, they decided it was actually time to turn it into a real theme park. So it's 15 years later, and so. Actually, the reason they turned it into a real theme park is because the owner of Fantasialand, back in the day, was friends with Bobby Jan and advised him to turn into a theme park industry instead yeah. of just shows, because it was more profitable. Yeah. Um, very similar history to Fantasieland, And that's how, in 1975, Bobby Jan became an actual theme park. Alright, so the important part here is is that Bobby Jans is a country artist yeah. and the original theme, he like so many European parks, the is the American West. Yeah. So it was just like, well, country artist goes theme park. And yeah. even though he did it way before Dollywood was a thing. The Dolly Park. Um it story. just kinda feels yeah. like, you know, Belgium's version, even totally. though
1: it's the OG, you know? I just never would have thought in a million years that there was another amusement park that was started by a country music tycoon who just really felt like having a theme park with their name on it. Like, it's just funny. Yeah. One of those things, it's like, if I had a nickel for every time this happened, I'd have two nickels, which isn't very many, but it's still weird that it happened twice. And if you can tell me what show I'm referencing, then you're really cool.
0: <laughs> um So we got into Bobby Island. Very cute approach. Very minimal. It's, but it's, it's like, like grand so cute and quaint.
1: Like this, the entrance of this park, unlike Dollywood, which has changed the entrance of their park like five times. Movie Online's just got the most adorable little point of sale and turnstiles, and it's a quaint little courtyard, I guess, like of shops and things, and then and then it's rides like immediately, like Typhoon is like right there on the doorstep.
0: Should we just go around the park and should yeah. we start with
1: um, Land of Legends? Land of Legends is really cool. Like I think it's neat the way that they they added a new ride and brought. With this new ride, a whole refreshing of the frontmost area of the park that actually like has coasters and stuff, um, because you've got like the sledgehammer, which is the, the Hus giant Frisbee, and of course, the, the iconic typhoon Gershlauer Eurofighter, um, serving as like major components to this new area and getting rethemed in a way that complements the new ride, Fury, um, quite nicely.
0: So yeah, what happened is in 2019, the park added a Gerslauer Infinity Coaster, which we'll talk about in a couple couple minutes. Um, But in order to do that, they kind of needed to spruce up the front side of the park because Typhoon really wasn't nicely landscaped or anything. It was quite honestly a bit bare. And then they had Sledgehammer, which was also added in the early 2000s. And so they came up with the idea of taking the four elements, you know, earth, fire, water, and air, and getting an attraction for each of them, so Typhoon obviously got air, um, which they kind of refurbished it a little bit to be more mythical. Yeah, it, so they added some like scenery pieces that um, I guess Typhoon is some sort of like sky carriage being pulled by a hippogriff a like of pe- sorts, Pegasus-ish
1: words? thing. Well, it had like a beak, so, like uh, yeah, I, or like a griffin-type thing. Yeah, I just like that this ride. I mean, it used to, it was. It was just plopped right on the ground, and and the entrance and exit were pretty unceremonious in it, in the beginning. But then they rerouted the entrance to be next to the entrance of Fury and Sledgehammer for this 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 lovely little rotunda of all four elements and their respective attraction entrances. So really, like they gave this ride a whole backstory. I mean, this park has been. Giving, they haven't hesitated to change a ride's entire identity. This is the part who changes identities because three of their coasters have completely not only different themes but different names entirely um, since they opened. So I kind of like that they were able to keep Typhoon and keep its name um, intact. And instead of just like completely giving it a new story, they were able to plug it back into the Land of Legends. Um, like, look at this picture. So, like, this is what the entrance used to be. I mean, you, you literally just walk up to it. It was, like, a, the ride's almost set up in, like, a fairground style, where it's, like, a little box with, like, a steel lattice um, footwork um, footer system with, like, weights and stuff on it. I mean, this ride is is very compact. In fact, it was designed to be, like, a major production model for Gershlauer, but this ended up being the only one that they sold Fun
0: fact about Typhoon, while we're on the topic, Typhoon actually replaced a Schwarzkopf Looping Star, speaking of similarities to Seligaren. Yeah. And um, in order to kind of pay homage, pay homage to the original loop structure, you know, the infamous box track, yeah. with vertical loops, um, they actually built a box support system for Typhoon's first loop which is iconic and it's then like gave a, it super the iconic.
1: logo over the top of exactly. the exactly
0: and put the ride's name on top of the loop which is so. a standard thing for the for the old looping stars yeah. so that was really
1: cool but yeah, yeah so they the, gave it a the new and carriage thing i don't know it's just cute like it's hippogriff. cute that they are yeah yeah no you're right it's a hippogriff um and so the it's theme i guess is that, that they gave the ride a whole backstory just based on its name
0: right um and and theme that it's air so yeah, slide chamber obviously is Earth. Um, we didn't really, we didn't even ride Sledgehammer. We yeah. kind of focused on. It's some a giant other It looks
1: great. It has a nice presence to it.
0: And of course, Fury is fire. And then there's a water play area. That yeah, the spray is, ground
1: is really cute. With
0: a giant basilisk snake-looking thing. Yeah, um, it sounds sound a whole lot of Harry Potter over here. Yeah. Um, but that's just the best it's way to describe mythical. it, really. Yeah. Now um, let's start with Typhoon. How did I think Typhoon ran? <laughs> um, it is a
1: early Eurofighter. This is definitely a so generation one Eurofighter. You will feel that it's a generation yeah. one Eurofighter. Especially fighter. if you're riding in the front, you'll get your Little ass rough around
0: the edges. Um, definitely bouncy. However, just like American Dream, Meadowlands, um, second row made the difference. It was much yeah. better in the second row. Much smoother. And the I lost s- my sunglasses on the ride. The staff
1: um, was really wonderful. Um, shout out to Niels. Yeah, Niels, one of the ride operators, offered us a second ride when we were disembarking, Um, even though we were pretty dizzy (laughs) from our first ride. Yeah, because Typhoon was designed in such a way that it
0: needs to be dispatched with at least six Six seats filled because um, the...
1: Otherwise, it'll valley. The mid-course
0: break run after the loop is located a little too high up, which yeah. may be
1: another reason why this production model hasn't sold Even looking at it in pictures, it's amazing how high up it, Like it is. T- it's, like, taller than the loop. Which is funny, because with Going six people there. on
0: board, you still get quite some air, air there, coming in and there. it's, like, yeah. quite a quite a hairpin while mastering. But, but, yeah, so the we got another of, ride
1: on it, of and Belgium. we rode in the back row, and it was a much more pleasant experience. We are like, oh, wow. Okay, this is... I Huge actually really like the ride. I mean, yeah. it's very
0: intense. It's much more intense than then your fighters that came after because um, this ride gives you three barrel rolls, a really strong vertical loop, that's and got a mid-course two break run that's like tilted on helices. the side. It,
1: it's it's funny. It's a, the
0: Helices are intense. Um, it's a it's a
1: quirky ride.
0: So one of the um, so one of the elements that leads into the Helices like a giant slope drop goes yeah. like. Like a small version was, of Revolutions. It was and then funny.
1: It reminded a me. A really, really intense upward it helix. It seemed like something that Togo would do. Just like this barreling straight ramp drop into an upward helix. Or, like, when you hit that Helix, the G-Forces about knock the wind out of you. But it was, yeah, it was, it was just a funny ride. It, it's amazing. Like, I remember when they built Typhoon. Very Bloom, quirky. And it already feels like a classic. Like, this feels like their classic Looper. Because, because on paper, you old. can be
0: like, well, why would they build an Affinity next, next to, to, to a, a Euro Eurofighter? And they're, like, really hugging each other.
1: It's amazing. These But rides, there
0: are, like, 100% yeah, complete different Yeah, these rides couldn't
1: possibly be less similar. It's kind of surreal that they were even designed by the same company. It's just a... A lovely little snapshot of how far Gershlauer has come. Because um, everything, uh, Fury is everything, <laughs> everything that um, Typhoon is not. It just feels exceptionally deliberate in its engineering. It's so clever. It's, I believe it's the only roller coaster that uses both a swing launch and a swing brake. And it has, so it has, tur- it has a swing launch that's achieved by a turntable track switch, and then a swing-brake run that is also achieved with a turntable track switch. And in between the swing-launch and swing-brake turntables is the station.
0: Which makes for an incredibly unique marketable Super trait, novel. which is the fact that on Fury you have two queues in the station. One is for a guaranteed forwards ride, and then one is where you can choose... Yeah, among, other, um, among other, among all the riders, whether you want to go forwards or backwards. So if you were to queue up for that queue, you will get bored on a train. Mm-hmm. On your train, there's a forward button and a backward button. Depending on the amount of people that press backwards, you may go not may may or may not go backwards. Now yeah. most of the time, if you queue up for that queue, you're going to go, gonna backwards, go backwards. backwards. Because people who queue up for that want to ride it yeah. backwards. I mean, I don't understand why anyone would queue up for the. Choose your ride if they want to go forward, and there's yeah. literally a forward queue. Yeah, um, but it's still really nifty that you can choose, and it was awesome. I really enjoyed that ride backwards, and despite I think I may agree with Alex here um, is that forwards maybe a little bit better. Is that it is just such a novelty to ride yeah. this badass new infinity coaster and do it all backwards? We did so our, our first ride, ride
1: backward because I guess we figured in just in try. case this is we wanted the backwards ride first just in case we only got to ride it once that day and it really was just super disorienting (laughs) but cool and just unique and And the uh, fun
0: thing about this layout is um all the elements are kind of like new elements none of them are really it's just a bunch of twisting tracks and like there isn't like a set element there isn't like a set vertical loop like even their vertical it's very it has a
1: it has a nice flow to it it's a very flowy ride reminded me a little bit of um Monster at Adventureland in Iowa, but even still, only only slight similarities. Um, this ride really felt quite different from anything, especially the backwards ride. The forwards ride, it felt I could feel like the Infinity Coaster sensibilities coming through a bit more. But for that backwards ride, I'm like I don't. I was riding it. And I'm like I don't even know what to compare this to. This is just really weird, but remarkable. And I just love Gershlauer, and it's like hell or high water. Gershlauer is going to sell you a roller coaster train with a lap bar on it that has some sort of button or peripheral interactive thing, just like the the, the Gershlauer is like in Japan, like Spin Runway and um, Gekion Live Coaster that have the, the video game buttons mounted to the lap bars. They're always going to try to offer some sort of peripheral component with the lap bar because they can, because they do, and that's something that's really quite unique to them I think in the industry so it's a major selling point
0: another thing about Fury is that it's much bigger than you'd expect it is 43 meters tall yeah it goes 76
1: miles per hour
0: it is a fast roller coaster it's It's one of the
1: fastest coasters in Europe
0: exactly Um, uh, to make it into kilometers per hour it's 106.6 kilometers an hour Yeah. so the the ride has some kick to it. it it has some size to it it has a giant inverted spike that is the tallest point of the ride, which you hang in for, you know, whatever if you're facing forwards or backwards, it's part of the swing mm-hmm. launch. Yeah. And then you have a really impressive top hat with its 180-degree turn on the way down. So overall, I, I think it was much better than I expected.
1: It's one of those right I wasn't rides. sure what When next, you when you watch a video of it, it looks like it's the video sped up when but it's actually traveling that quickly. It's just a very Squirrely,
0: it's also interesting and to me ride. how incredibly versatile the Infinity line is because you have rides like Karen and Hangtime, yeah, and then you have Gold Rush and Saharan, and then you have Fury, and they're all so
1: completely different. It's so aptly named the Infinity Inf- uh, the Infinity coaster, the Infinity coaster line. Oh, and another you pointed this out when we were in the park. and I'm looking at your TikTok of the ride that you made just now, and um, I was reminded of two more things: A, this ride's little similarity with hang time is that it's got that floating support that connects the two loop pieces mm-hmm. together so there's the support connecting two pieces of track suspended in the air not connected to any other support structure and then the other like Slaharan infinity coaster similarity is the way that both Slaharan and Bobionland have these infinity coasters with swing launches that navigate around a vintage Schwarzkopf monorail
0: and they both have a like really sharp top hat. Violent. <laughs> now, the funny thing is that Saharan's is smaller, but has a longer train
1: of five yeah. cars. Is where Saharan the is, has- is a full-circuit swing. So it does the swing launch and the swing brakes, but it's all one full-circuit. One train. One train. So 20-passenger, one train. And, it, yeah, it's not the longest ride cycle. It operates the way, like, a, a Skyrocket 2 operates – Fairly straightforward without any of, like, the bells and whistles as far as track switching goes, but it's, it was a perfect fit for Slaharan.
0: Now, we're going to talk Parques Reunidos Parks in the region while on the topic, which includes Movie Germany, Slaharan, and mm-hmm. Bobignanland. They all got swing launch coasters uh-huh. within, like, two or three years, yeah. so my question for you is, how would you rank
1: the swing launchers? The swing
0: launchers, so Fury, this is real time, because I haven't asked this before, so... It's um, between Fury,
1: Gold Rush, and Star Trek, Operation Enterprise. Yeah, you can
0: do a whole package...
1: Oh, my God. I, I think Star Trek is my favorite of the three because I just love that ride. I, I can't get enough of the pre-show sequence and, like... That bar the, cube. The bar cube. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> never... Fra- I was, the, it was just, like, surprise and delight. Like, and I feel like that ride, because of the, the way the train is situated, the only thing about um, Fury that I think it, it does not have that the other two... Uh, Park is Ready to Needles, Benelux swing launch coasters have is the train is short. On Fury, it's just a three-car train, so you're not going to see much of a, of a difference between your front and back seat rides other than just, like, the view. But I, remember, I really loved riding Star Trek in the, first, in the lead car for the top hat but then riding in the back for the spike the half twist spike on the swing. Oh, totally. Launch. So, oh,
0: but, I mean, even on even on Fury, I guess yeah, maybe it's not quite as noticeable. It's just not as pronounced. The train is so A
1: Gold Rush because it has that five-car train. I feel like there's definitely a, a whip crack sensation. Yeah, especially uh, off the on top that hat one. and then the final Sitting inversion. in the last row is really something on on that ride versus sitting in the front because you get just nailed over the uh, coming off of the top hat and then you also really you, you just get those crazy uh, lateral, like horizontal uh, twist motion with that last dive loop into the station. So that's the only thing that these coasters have that Fury doesn't. But Fury has everything else. It's taller. It's faster. It might be longer. I don't know if it's longer than in Star Trek. Star Trek feels longer, but the proportions of Star Trek are smaller. So it could be one of those things. Fury, Fury really
0: is much larger. Goldricks and Star the, Trek are very the similar in size, size.
1: yeah. Fury is, is like twice their dimensions like when it comes to like the speed height factor but not necessarily in length but
0: i mean either way um i think that the choice of parkas to invest in having three of these swing launchers in in, in an area. It was a smart move, because they're all really, really good, and Fury is no exception. Fury
1: is just super cool. It just feels
0: very different, but then I think about all the other ones, and they're all kind of different, so I think that's so cool about the product line. I
1: also, like, I just, going into Fury, I just, I was, I did not give the ride enough credit for the whole choosing forwards or backwards thing. Like, I... It was It just was like, oh, cool, you know, that's cool that you can choose that. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, that's really something that's only achievable because of the double turntable setup, which is just brilliant. Like, I was not...
0: I didn't realize that it was only an option, and then it was the guaranteed forward skew Which I guess the guaranteed forward queue makes sense, because... Some I mean, how, really, how not family-friendly friendly is it yeah. to put someone on a train and, like, there's no guarantee of yeah. them actually being able to use navigate? Yeah, going like into it, I was person. like, ooh,
1: so there's going to be people who ride this shit backwards against their will? But apparently not. I'm not if, you really, if you're afraid of riding it backward, then you get, the, you forward get the, the forward queue. The ride operators can control it manually on each dispatch um, if need be. Also, because it's 12 passengers per dispatch, theoretically, if there's a tie on the voting side... Then it's randomized, according to Sven. So if it gets six forward votes and six backward votes, the ride chooses for you. Is Interesting. Br- I if would true. presume it would
0: just be backwards. I
1: kind of thought so too, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know.
0: I'm so surprised it isn't like go backwards or go forwards. Yeah. I mean, I kind of understand that, like the whole niftiness of it is, is like being oh, able, able to choose. Button. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, isn't this easy to do? Like a forward line or a backwards. I'm line?
1: telling you, Gershlauer...
0: Just the was determined to
1: sell it. them the buttons on the lap bars because they're cool.
0: I mean, they are cool. And they are. They're, cool. they're really high quality. They're, too. Really, they're really yeah. They're like...
1: they're chrome LED buttons that are just that are like touch sensitive. They're not physical buttons, and they just light up and flash with your selection. So,
0: so yeah, Fury was great. Um, but, just, of course, yeah. there's so much more in the park to discover.
1: Yeah, Fury was like, oh, this is the coaster that you kind of come for.
0: This is a coaster that like the coast enthusiasts probably are like, oh, yeah, I need to, I need to go and visit The that. funny
1: thing about Land is is Fury feels by far like the newest thing at the park, and then everything else in the park feels like it's between 20 and 30 years their old. Their
0: classic collection is awesome. Um, but I the guess funny I should say between is 20 is like, and
1: 40 years old. Some of so their stuff is quite Let me old.
0: preface this next statement with that, the fact that I love Fury. I thought Fury was awesome. I thought it was an actually spectacular coaster, but was it in my top three at the park? It actually no. wasn't, which is funny. <laughs> Because no one's ever going to agree with me on this. But I guess I'll refill my top three at the end of the, of the yeah. episode. Um, next up, let's head to the next area over, which is called Adventure, Adventure Valley. Valley. Adventure Valley is home to Naga Bay that opened as Diz back in, was it oh nine, oh seven?
1: Let me double check. Yeah, this is a... Custom Mauer Spinner, which is. Which is
0: honestly. Unassuming,
1: fiery. unassuming, small statured, beautifully landscaped, and we got two rides on it and just had a fabulous time. Uh, 2011.
0: 2011, we okay. got it open. So Diz slash and It ran as, now. as
1: Diz until 2016. Then it the got um, Adventure Valley area is a really interesting. It's it, it was sort of like a precursor to Land of Legends. Like, th- what they did to carve out Adventure Valley around existing attractions and new attractions is like, it was definitely uh, an indicator of what they would end up doing for, for Land of Legends. And probably they'll continue that trend um, as they continue to expand the park and revitalize existing areas. But um, yeah, the two coasters at, in Adventure Valley, neither of them had themes that were related to each other. They were just pretty straightforward. But there was like the King Kong Hus flat ride, which is such a funny looking, goofy looking thing. Yeah, and if you
0: haven't seen pictures of it, you have to go to the slash Bobby yeah. and you will find out. Yeah. Like, it is a wild, it's but just not such a so funny wild. Thing. Ride. It,
1: it looks more like it's really just a glory. Glorious audio animatronic that you can ride on.
0: And then they have something else that's really unique. The indoor splash battle. Which is the indoor splash battle. Banana battle.
1: Banana battle.
0: Which, obviously, those two are very, like, jungly, kingpongy. So what they did is they had Revolution, which you've probably heard of Revolution.
1: Everybody, It's the
0: 30-car train Vekoma Vekoma Illusion Illusion coaster. Coaster. And it is... We'll go into what the ride is like, but I mean, anyway, that's right over there too. Classic
1: 80s. That shares a building
0: with Banana Battle. Yeah.
1: So, the whole area kind of Naga like an identity crisis. Naga Bay was originally, like, when it was Diz, it was, like, in between Areas. Typhoon and Adventure They actually relocated the entrance but of the They it. rerouted the entrance all, way all the way to so Adventure kinda Valley. So, you kind of have to pass by the whole ride then yeah. just to get in line for the ride. Yeah. But I didn't mind it that much. The exit will spit you out right in Land of Legends. But the entrance is threaded all the way over to, like, roughly the same plaza as um, King Kong. But yeah, it's just fun the way that they, they made their choices to, like, world build um, by adding new things as, like, kind of the, the focus, like the centerpiece, like, like they did with Fury, where it's like, okay, we're building Fury, we want everything around Fury to complement this new addition, so we're going to wrap some new, some new skin around these rides. And that's exactly what they did with um, Naga Bay, especially, but also Revolution, a.k.a. Mount Mara. Now, this ride is, um, fans of Opryland. If anybody here has ever went to Opryland, uh, in Nashville, this is Chaos, um, albeit a shorter train version. Technically the same ride, uh, mechanically, except that Chaos had a 40-vehicle train.
0: Yeah, it had a five on each side of yeah, the station, so a which theoretically,
1: Theoretical dispatch of 80, potentially 80 passengers per dispatch on Chaos, um, this ride is just such a funny thing and it, it is so weird in the best way and absolutely like I I was asking myself like why did they design this but also one of those things where it's like it's so magnificently strange like why question it just like be grateful don't ask questions just enjoy but this thing sits in this giant like trapezoidal prism shaped box the station is like Two or three stories off the ground. You load into it, and it's just like this endless semicircle of, um, of, of uh, air gates. Air gates, yeah. L- leading to the vehicles. You, hear, you can hear the music pulsating um, in the show building. Well,
0: the funny thing is, so okay, so when you get to the station... Nine times out of ten, you're going to come to the station without a train being there because it's it's in the
1: show building. Yeah, there's one train. But
0: how it works is that the show building is a – imagine a cube. On the inside of the cube, on the inside walls of the cube, is a um, spiral-ish lift hill that, like, hugs the walls. And then – there is a trapezoidal, like pyramid, almost structure outside of those of the cube, mm-hmm. which is where the train, the, the gravity coaster part of, the ride part is. of it. So how the ride's set up, and you'll probably have to just look at pictures to kind of make sense of this, is that. Um, Sorry, our cats are playing with the moving boxes, and it's really yeah, adorable. Okay, move, yeah. Um <laughs> Complete sidetrack. I'm yeah. so sorry. Uh, anyway, so how so it you works?
1: Spiral up the inside, like the, the whole point of the
0: illusion is, is, that the complete center of the building, the majority of the building, is actually <laughs> is not open. used. It's open. because you have originally a screen on the floor and a screen on the ceiling. Yeah, the screen on the floor is gone now. It's a giant pit of hell, which is kind of cool. Whatever yeah. it is, a crack in a crack in the universe yeah, in, in the bottom. Yeah, and
1: then the ceiling. And then the ceiling is, is still like intact. a screen. It's almost like twilight that zone kind of vibe. It has very, it reminds me of, it's kind of like a circle vision type approach where, but, in a but instead of like a casting ride? panoramically in a circle, you have a, a giant screen with on the ceiling with a tiny hole in it where the camera would project onto the giant bottom screen that in turn has a tiny hole in it in the center that projects onto the roof. So, it, it really clever, totally I think this ride was really ahead of its time, and for both of these parks, um, I mean, when Opryland built it, this was like their bid against the movie storytelling type attractions that were being built at Universal Studios parks, Disney parks. Like it was a these are these were expensive and thrilling and th- cinematic, like cinematic rides Um But yeah, so you start out, it starts out innocently enough, you go on this spiral lift hill that's not unlike a, like a Schwarzkopf speed racer type thing, except bigger. Yeah, like very stressed out. And a bit more boxy, and you're just enjoying the, the environment.
0: So, yeah, I think the greatest thing is that it's like a little dark ride within, you know, and then when it goes to finale. And you,
1: sl- you slither into...
0: Well, before we get to the top, I want to talk a little bit about the projection. So yeah. it's a very 80s. It's like little concepts of time. Does everyone remember
1: Just- the, that iconic, like, Apple Macintosh commercial with the sledgehammer that the person throws into the giant screen? It's, it's a lot like that, but a ride.
0: And then yeah, so clocks and time There's and like concepts. like, Some Back to
1: the Future vibes. And with then like suddenly, the giant when clock the train shattering,
0: when the train gets like the final. Um, final Helix yeah. or like the final yeah, the turn final, it, gets to the top. it starts getting almost like like classic like eighties Tron. Yeah, thumpy and there's
1: like house music,
0: electro music, and then all of a sudden like the train starts picking up speed yeah. because then it starts going down the exterior yeah. of those walls. Yeah, which is honestly just a bunch of waving drops. If you're if you're, if you're wondering, right this run.
1: entire ride is just a series of left turns. So you have like the interior lift to coil, and then an exterior. like dropping sequence coil where really it's just one large wavy, like magic carpet ride back down to the ground continued left turns that are encircling the left turn coil and then the very last tail.
0: thing you do before in the break run is this you is great. pop back yeah. in to the to the cube that's in the center yeah. and you have a giant helix yeah. that goes around what used to be the the, the bottom screen yeah. now it's like that weird void in the universe well, cracking around it's not even that the bigger the helix
1: the funny it's it feel like it's probably bigger than it seems but this giant I mean, it train cuz the whole
0: train fits in it yeah. but the train is incredibly long, and so incredibly long that's why it's a giant helix it's,
1: it's a fabulous finale um you know like doing one last lap around inside of the big um screen room thing so but i think the
0: funniest thing about that is is that the ride it doesn't do a whole lot like it really is just that giant you know the the the, the lift hill and that has the yeah. show sequence and then the drops down have a couple of effects that are you know kind of old light effects yeah. that nothing spectacular and then you have the final helix which is pretty fast but uh, if you're in the, back, you're of in the, the train, back of the train, the ride ends mid-helix. Yeah, you're, if you're in the front of the train, you have a whole ride yeah, after that still yeah. because you know trains so long that when you're in the front and you come off the lift, like the first two drops, you don't feel anything. You just yeah, kind of wait yeah. for the rest of the train the to front, be there. Yeah,
1: front and back, as you might imagine, Completely for a ride, different a ride with a train this long, your front – train ride and your back train ride are going to be very different. And, you and I can't even you pick a favorite. You have to ride it twice. Yeah.
0: Because the thing is, in the front row, that final helix yeah. has so much speed to it. You get yeah. rushed through it. But yeah. you also don't see the whole roof sequence because you already entered
1: the drop if sequence like 20 seconds I had to pick, like, I would 20 pick seconds probably before. the back because I love sitting in the back of this 30-vehicle train and seeing, and, it do and seeing the whole the train. thing. Yeah, I like, There was something really satisfying about if you're in the back of the train, you enter that helix as the lead car is exiting, and for a brief moment, you see the entire train lovingly wrapped around the floor of this show building like a scarf. It's just, everything about this ride, it just keeps getting weirder and funnier, and it just, I, I couldn't get enough. It it's was, funny,
0: because you go to Bobby Island for Fury,
1: but you stay for Revolution. For Revolution.
0: Revolution is my, by far favorite
1: attraction. Yeah. Man. It, it is, is like a gem. It late, is so unique. Late 80s fever dream. Esth- I just it, it's just too good to be true. Like I just can't believe I it. I know. I wish it.
0: it was closer. I wish it was easier to I exercise, can't believe
1: this ride was built I will get a pass and, just for that ride. And I I, growing guys. up in Nashville, people talked about Chaos. And now I and now I get it. This ride still runs the same film program and music program that Chaos ran. It was standard developed by Vicoma for this ride. So, there were only two built, and they both had the same general vibe, at least when they opened. Chaos, Opryland was struggling with money pretty much for the entire 90s, so chaos didn't exactly get maintained as well as it deserved for most of its uh, life cycle. But for for the most part, I've heard many fond recollections of chaos, and to my understanding, the way that... um, Revolution currently operates is is pretty close to the Opryland version, so it it makes sense to me that like Nashvilleians struggled to articulate what it was about chaos that was so interesting and cool, and some would would wouldn't even liken it to a roller coaster as much as some just something else. And what it, like it just the ride really just defies. Um, categorization like is it a coaster I mean it's a coaster but it's a, also it's a dark ride it's 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 also kind of a show like it's 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 like a nighttime spectacular inside of a box like it there's just there's just so much about this right it is just an absolute like this is the stuff what I caught off this ride and the thing that I said to myself and to everyone we left I was like this is what we travel for like this kind of ride is what makes us Plan trips to places. These Even are the
0: kind of rides that you skip kitty credits
1: for yeah. because
0: you're like, girl, I've got to ride that again. Even I though Fury not. is
1: like beautiful, hot, new, I'm like, well, you can still find, like, they're still going to build. Gershlauer's is going to keep building rides like Fury. We're never going to see another revolution. We're never going to see another Vekoma illusion. Like, it's just a miracle. Die for another. Vekoma it's just, just an absolute miracle like that this ride was ever built and sold, let alone that they built and sold two of them. Um, So I was just in awe of this thirty-two-year-old contraption that has a huge cult following. Like Bobby Online knows what they've got. That that ride is extraordinarily well loved by the locals. Um, including like our friend Timo, who has like his own uh Vacoma Revolution. There's actually a Discord. Discord
0: I'm actually part of it now. That Timo is Um, in. I'm part of it now too. And Sean is in it too. It's a Belgian slash Dutch Discord. That's just literally purely dedicated to the coma Illusion slash um, revolution of yeah. the island. I mean, I like how we filled up so much of the
1: episode already with these coasters. Um, anywho, I mean, these that were, is the focus for sure. The, I mean, we talked about four of them already. I mean, we can talk about Naga Bay some more. Yeah,
0: I talked about Naga Bay some Naga Naga more. Naga
1: Bay is really beautifully landscaped. That was the big takeaway for me.
0: Well, yeah, it's located on the water. So half the ride kind of spins over the water. Half the ride kind of goes through yeah. a bit of a forest. Um,
1: Several of the coasters in this park are suspended over water. I think then, the
0: coolest thing about that ride is that the layout is so unique. It is yeah. a weird layout. It is, it is a pretty tall spinner. And it's
1: smoother than the average mouse spinner because of the layout. track bed. The track bed is so beefy.
0: Um, quite some spinning on it. Yeah, I actually, that was one of the biggest
1: surprises. Sven really undersold it. Yeah, he, was, he, was he like, really thought it would. Because it's mean. not Tarantura. Uh, in Madrid, he was like, well, it's not what it could be. And oh, like, yeah, it wasn't well, I but really liked it a okay. lot. no
0: hate, no hate, but I like it better than Whinges.
1: Because then we wrote Whinges like two yeah, wrote, later. Yeah, we did not get the best whatever. ride on Whinges. Whinges is struggling a little bit. It's time for a, maybe a 20-year refresh on the whole Woos land, but we'll get to that in another episode. Woos town, yeah. Woos town, yeah. Land of the Woos. I don't even know. Of the wuss. Woos. Woos. Uh, land uh, of the Woos. Uh, Anywho, ow. Um, <laughs> you okay there, Buckaroo? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Our, our new woos. Um. Okay, so the coaster that I was the most excited about coming into this. <laughs> coming into <laughs> this was the rare and lovely Vakoma Swinging Turns. So for anyone? Okay. So y'all know Roller
0: coaster Tycoon. I know y'all do. Yeah. Okay, and so Roller coaster Tycoon has the infamous airplane vehicles. For the suspended For the suspended coaster. swing coasters, which are even funner in Rollercoaster Coaster Tycoon 3 because you can, like, play around with them. Yeah. And they actually existed, yeah, on a singular roller coaster. Well Beyond Land is who we
1: have to thank for the that airplane, being a thing, vehicles, On roller coaster tycoon.
0: They were the real, and they ran from its opening year in 87? 1987 yeah, all the way to two thousand and six. So it yeah. coexisted with Typhoon for two years, which yeah. I didn't realize. Silver wrote the report. I guess three years. Uh, well, um, two seasons, I guess that they cooperated because oh, yeah. it opened as Dreamcatcher Dream in, in two thousand six. Okay, which had a rep of teal and pink supports with yellow
1: track a and really a bunch of Dreamcatchers. So Dreamcatcher is an indigenous-themed coaster now. The main focus of the re-theme wasn't just the major change in aesthetic, but the um, suspended vehicles from Vacoma. The airplane coasters, All of the, there was only three Vacoma swinging so turns coasters ever built.
0: When it reopened in 2006 as... Dreamcatcher was a little more stereotypical because it was like giant teepees and totem poles, yeah, and a bunch of a bunch of dreamcatchers. Yeah. I mean, the aesthetic was cool, but it was a little more stereotypical,
1: yeah. And so what they this have is part of their in- Wild West area, which I'm just glad to see an e-ticket ride themed to you know that culture instead of just it all being cowboys. But
0: yeah, and so in recent years they went more towards an aesthetic cleaner less stereotypical more naturalistic approach which is a station that's like rock work and more naturalistic and then the pond you have to cross over to get inside the queue for the ride the queue is quite lovely the ride itself is just a very clean black slash dark gray supports and track with a bright yellow swinging train it's actually one of the Prettiest, most com- clean-looking ride, despite its
1: old age. It's almost completely suspended over water, which is really quite lovely.
0: And the swing was way better than I expected. The yeah. layout itself was not custom. We rode in the front. It has um, so you get off the lift, and then you have a bit of a, like a, aerial, a turn, like a bit a of a straightaway, and then you have a zigzag that, or like an estern that kind of lowers and goes up again um, with with the track height. Yeah, and then you have a giant. Turn around. That is like one of the biggest yeah, swinging
1: moments. A big U turn. And
0: after that, you just kind of coast through three helices. Yeah. And between each of which and you they go alternate back up
1: directions. And the alternate They're directions. They're all downward helixes that alternate directions with like little pops in between them. And um, it was a really good ride. I really lovely. enjoyed it. We um, rode it in the front seat. Totally worth it. Definitely can't miss. Um, just really unique. Yeah. It, and like all the coast of Bobbi like you said, the um, the, the Vacoma Swinging Turns is a, is a production model. There was never a custom one. It was a partnership with Aerodynamics, like many of the Vacoma 80s projects, where Vacoma handled this production model version of the Aero Suspended Coaster, and where Aero handled all trains. the custom ones. <laughs> so, any park that wanted this. This Vekoma Swinging Turns layout just fits neatly in a little box. They sold three of them. All three of them are still open. The other one... Grumpus Jet. Grampus Jet. Grampus Jet which has Orca-themed aerodynamics uh, vehicles. And then there's... A, I believe it's called uh, Centrifuge? It's, it's in Thailand now. It originally opened in Australia. Um, it was relocated. This, the Thailand Swinging Turns also has the floorless trains. Um, so two of the Vekoma Swinging Turns have the Vekoma floorless trains even though all of them opened with aerodynamics trains, and now only Grandpa's Jet has them. And then, of course, you have the aero-suspended coaster uh, in Great Britain at Chessington that has the Vacoma trains. Uh, I love the Vacoma trains. I think they're quite fun and lovely, and it, and it adds a lot to be able to see below you. Um, I dream of Ninja at Magic Mountain receiving these trains, but I, there's also people who would oppose that because these don't... The trains are much more lightweight, which on the one hand is is great for maintaining the health of the track spine and keeping um, the, the track bed from fatiguing prematurely. But because they're so much lighter weight, they don't swing as much. I don't think the swinging turns coaster like i'm pretty sure grandpa's jet is still like the biggest when it comes to swing factor because it still has the old arrow trains so with ninja it would be kind of maybe a little bittersweet because i'm just so attached to the arrow rolling stock and the way that they look and and like exactly some of those turns like you really do hit 90 degrees so that's something that we would lose if we got floorless trains on ninja however I, i riding dreamcatcher i mean i'm a huge huge fan of um Vampire at Chessington—that's probably my favorite coaster in Great Britain, to be honest with you. Um, but and then riding Dreamcatcher, I'm like, yeah, these trains are dope. Like, I really, really love. And it was really the smooth. Openness. I know that
0: the idea of somebody's of um, Vekoma suspended swinging trains, especially from the kiddie coaster versions, where they're static. Oh yeah. People associated a little bit with like headaches, like the like the Cedar Fair kiddie coasters. Yeah. But since it's all swinging, it was an incredibly smooth yeah. ride. Um, The pacing was great. I mean, the thing didn't stop for a second. And even some suspended
1: swing coasters have a bit of a pacing issue. I mean, Ninja is guilty of it. Uh, Ninja's pacing is far from perfect. I mean, it may not Um, be saying much, but, like, I really enjoyed this ride, and I would definitely take it over, like, Iron Dragon, first of all. God, Iron (laughs) Dragon. I don't know if I would necessarily take it over any of the other custom Vacoma suspended coasters, but it's definitely a, like a satisfying ride for what it is, and I do find it a shame that they didn't sell more of them. I would have loved to have had one of these like production model Vacoma suspended coasters in the U.S.
0: I also would have thought it would have fun if Vacoma designed custom versions. not yeah. dead. but um, I'm not sure how much longevity that product line has. Anywho, then next door. There is this thing called Kinderland, which is really scary. It's an indoor. I call it Clown Town. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty, much a, it's a pretty much a Halloween haunt. Theme. Which it has been used as a Halloween haunt, and it still kind of feels it that even during yeah. the
1: day. It's just very classic European clown themed kitty area. I feel like in, a, in America, you can only use clowns unironically now. Like, or yeah. uh, ironically. You can only use them. Like, clowns are only scary. Like, it's ironic the way that we use them because of culture, cultural things like it. Um, Joker yeah, Like all of the clown media In it's the all United States dark. Is, is dark and spooky Whereas in, in Europe You still see a lot of clown stuff Like unironically Where it's Most still Most of for them kids. old
0: age It's still It's yeah. obviously also kind of Becoming a little creepier um, But they have a clown
1: coaster yeah. Called Okie Dokie Outside of the indoor clown town You have the clown town coaster And
0: Okie Dokie is a custom Vacoma Junior coaster It was the first The first to have the new trains With mm-hmm. the individual lap bars the layout's actually fire. Like it packs it's a, a Great punch. layout. The air time on that first drop is scary. It's not good. quite
1: long enough for the two train operations that they are trying their very best for. I feel, but it's, I mean, a, it's also, stack also a long train. Bad. It's
0: also a long I train. I appreciated the two trains because um, that line was long and it moved. Like, we yeah. got on pretty quick, despite but yeah. yeah being it's a long. cool ride.
1: It's, this park is just full of like interesting vacomas because you've got, we uh, have got like. Four one of a kind uh, Vekoma rides here. We'll get to the fourth one in a bit. Um, but yeah, Okie Dokie was cute. And that side of the park is the side that is really close to the residential area. So like, if you looked at the park um, like vertically, you'd have like the right side of the park that has like a vast majority of the signature rides. It's got Land of Legends. It's got Adventure Valley. It's got the Wild West area that includes Dreamcatcher. And um, the wild mouse, which we actually skipped due to time constraints, um, it's that that's like a that's a vast majority of like the park's attractions. And on the left side of the park, you have the indoor clown area, and then you have the indoor shooting dark ride and the indoor log flume. And there's this theme of indoor rides because it's
0: right next to the residential area. To residential it's just area. you know like the Hollywood Dream, uh, sorry, the Hollywood Tour, yeah, uh, boat tour, and um, the Temple of the Lift Hill and Montazia yeah. Lounge, mm-hmm. for example. Um, but yeah, so the coaster's good It was mm-hmm. fun
1: What was even more fun was the indoor log ride yeah. That was right next to it. Indiana River The park has two intimate log flumes A traditional outdoor log flume that opened in 1980 And then Indiana River Which is a completely enclosed Dark ride log flume That opened in 1991 um, Totally not sure what to expect But uh, per- It's funny because it fits in with the western theme Yet it totally has like a bayou slash jungle vibe this to it. This ride one hundred percent coasted on like the Indiana Jones fever. That's why it's called Indiana River, totally. even though it doesn't have anything to do with Indiana, the state of Indiana. It's all about Indiana Jones. Um, so it's very Raiders of the Lost Ark aesthetic. Which like, how could you resist? I mean, even this is the same. This opened the same year as Adventure Express at Kings Island. Like, I mean, the cool Indiana thing Jones about this fever is- was taking over the world is
0: that it's just a giant show building and they build a full-size lock flume inside yeah. of it and they just put a bunch of like jungle theme and and little there.
1: scenes like i spend told us to lower our expectations which i did but i was like i wrote it and i was like i love everything about this everything yeah, it's, about it's it was adorable wonderful. Yeah. there's a
0: lot of rock work and some special effects and theming and it's
1: it's a little rough around the edges but you know what it was i just wouldn't change a thing it so about it anyway. yeah. it's just I, I mean it's just a real treat like Totally it feels a lot like revolution for me, where it's like, wow, you're not going to get this anywhere else in the world. You're not going to get something that feels quite like this um, in another park. Um, so that yeah, so that was wonderful. The other log flume was was fine. It wasn't like anything crazy. But really the highlight of the other of the outdoor log flume was the uh, custom, very lengthy custom Mac blower ensign. Um, that wraps around. Yeah, the power uh, the coaster flume, uh, was added in
0: 2000, so 20 years after the log Flume. But it completely is, snakes around it. It is like incorporated with the log Flume, so they're like they're like the power duo of that park. Yeah. They have been using all the marketing when I was a yeah. kid. It was those two rides were like yeah. Bobby Yanlon. They're on the lake, so they're both over water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a really good power coaster, uh, probably my favorite power yeah. coaster. Really, it
1: was really yeah, fucking just like good. Dreamcatcher. A vast majority of the ride is literally suspended over water, so. You, if you couldn't get you couldn't ask for like a better setting setup. Um, and long train so, yep. as most of them. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. And, uh, and what then else? next to Indiana River and Bob Express? You have the El Paso Special. The
0: El Paso Special <laughs> is very special. Very special. Um, it, let's just say you couldn't do this in the US. I, I, I it's guess a blood I bloodbath. Just
1: want to say, like, this is the original. It claims to be the oldest shooting dark ride. It, it's from the 1980s. It is a lengthy dark ride where you sit in these like. Lacquered park benches that roll through various historic scenes. First, it's like you're rolling through Mexico. You're rolling through Texas. Like, and the whole the the shooting aspect of it. There's no scoring. You're literally just using these these very realistic looking pistols to To trigger the audio animatronics in the scenes. And so you're literally just riding through on a park bench, like massacring these towns. (laughs) So
0: like, and and it's rough because there's a bunch of indigenous people that you're just like shooting. Yeah, I mean it's hard to write. Starts it starts with a lot of indigenous people you're you're shooting shooting
1: Mexicans.
0: And, like Native American and Native Americans, and then eventually start shooting. And then like, start
1: shooting Confederate soldiers. So which, like
0: you end up shooting everyone. Then I was but like, it's okay, still a weird
1: vibe, it's, though. Yeah, first I was like, oh, this is this is like, like
0: it doesn't it not hasn't aging aged. well. And then yeah. once we
1: started shooting the Confederate soldiers, I felt better about it. I was like, okay, this is that is the grand finale <laughs> for yeah, right that. Yeah, that is at the end of the ride. It's like the saving the best. For and the funny thing is, like the, the majority soldiers. of the audience there has no clue.
0: Like they don't, yeah. they don't know the, the indigenous struggle in the United States, yeah. and they probably. You you know, it's it so well for for the, for the locale, because people just
1: don't think too I just, much about I, I still it, you know? just don't understand, like, you know, the, from a US standpoint, the premise, the like, I don't know who vibe. we are, like, are, I don't know what we're, like, are we the Grim Reaper? Like, I, like, we are just rolling into these towns. I don't think it's towns. that deep. It's really not. It's not that deep. It's so not We, we are
0: nothing. We're just, everyone's getting killed, because it's the whole the point of it's The ride is very shooting.
1: simply a shooting gallery ride, where you're just wasting the townspeople. And every time you shoot an audio animatronic, like it reacts in some way, the women with the dresses that they, like you shoot them and they spin around and and, like, and make this like goofy. It's, there's a really surreal, uh, like on the one hand I'm like, Oh, this is cringy and terrible. But then on the other hand, I'm like, this is, uh, uh, this is like significant (laughs) and should probably be preserved. Um, for the sake of conversation <laughs> and thought provocation, um, but yeah, I, I, I felt really weird about it. But then by the time it was over, I'm like, okay, I didn't hate that. I didn't. I think I think it could have been worse. Um,
0: no, I look back with uh, good memories. Yeah. It's just weird. Ending That's on the high note
1: with shooting the white people made me feel like, okay, this is a very indiscriminate massacre. <laughs> yeah, not we're minorities. not just shooting brown people. We're yeah. also shooting americans white southerners colonists so it's like okay this is a this is this is kind of level playing field but still a weird fucking ride like just super strange um but you can't miss it absolutely can't miss it you got to ride this thing and be part of the conversation you have to experience the el paso special for yourself to to believe it it's special it's special indeed um, and a couple more things for
0: the episode that the park has to offer. They have that monorail. The like monorail is super the park. cool. They have a really cool Ferris wheel with only eight. Um, what do you call those things? Eight like Gone. spikes.
1: Oh, sp- um. uh, what do you call those things? Anyway, spokes. Spokes. I'm like looking at your bicycle on the patio. I'm like, it's whatever those things are. So
0: spokes. yeah, it's a it's a Schwarzkopf, um,
1: giant wheel. Giant
0: wheel, but it has like way less spokes than any yeah. other giant wheel. Well, that was kind of fun. Um, it was raining, like, European rain. It was hits. very it was cold, and so it's we fine. were freezing our ass up, but
1: it was fun. Yeah. Got a cool view of all the rides. Ironically, the area that we spent the least amount of time in is, like, the reason for the season. The Wild West area of the park was quite large and was very populated. They
0: have a really cool rapid ride there. It's called El Rio, and it's a double-level rapid ride that mm-hmm. is infamous for... Um, having one of those like giant whirlpool, whirlpool like, drops. drops. It was like the first. Um, whirlpool it is a really cool ride. Flume. we didn't ride it because it
1: was just cold and it was raining. Yeah. And we had already um, we got the other two. Lock, the lock the lock took priority. pretty wet already. And so we were like, all right, we're good.
0: Um, and then we also skipped the wild mouse because the line was long. We've all been on wild mice before, but These, what we
1: actually did ride it instead. The wild mouse is icon- What well, used to be iconic because they had two wild mouse coasters from Mac. They were mirror images of each other. Um, and then they they sent a wild mouse to wh- what was the park that they sent it to? Um Mer-Lisab or one of those places? No,
0: Marla got the one from Wallaby Holland and Ah, uh, that's right. That was signed. That's from Goldmine. They sent this to
1: another park It's Green
0: Park. What's the park? Right, that yeah.
1: they, us? they sent it to another I don't park. Know where they sent it. And they just left the, the spot where the other wild mouse was. They just left it like vacant. It's This still thing vacant is right now. so cool looking. Like pictures of it from the Ferris wheel, of, like this double. It, it was such a it was such an like, aesthetic. Doing the wild mouse, yeah. And even the entrance and queue setup, like very much, would reflect a two train or a two two ride operation. Uh, yeah, we walked up to it and saw the line. The line was probably at least 45 minutes, and we're like, no, like, we're not. Because we were still – we were going to another park, so we were like oh. – I mean, we, we, we
0: spent a good five, six hours at Bobby Allen, yeah. but we also had another park still that evening. Yeah.
1: That was open really late that we were going to go to. And we were like, well, we, we, we passed it by because we just didn't feel like bothering with the mouse, but we still wanted to walk around the whole Wild West area and take pictures. And then we and found – Padello horse, Padello horse, which is a
0: Vokoma bicycle coaster. Yeah, Vekoma which is monorail not a rail but yeah. So you would like you know cycle yourself down a track. However, it was at a decent slope and it had just rain. So rained. we rode. A so few it became like an actual roller coaster in Japan.
1: Some of the cycle railways in Japan even have up, like full drops, upward slopes, and block breaks. So like we count quite a few of these as credits. Um, but we take everything on, like, a case-by-case basis when it comes to credits. But this thing, it was, like, it just seemed really obvious that it was a credit. Because, like, you go up the lift hill. It's a traditional chain lift with anti-rollbacks and whatnot. Um, you crest the lift hill, and, like, there is this... You're supposed to pedal like a bicycle, but we didn't have to pedal. In fact, we had to brake because yeah. it rained, so it was running really fast. Yeah. It so was really fun. It has though. a hand brake, so there's a little yeah, bit like of, a like, bike. a mountain coaster edge to it. Um, but, yeah, we just... Uh, you know, glided around the Himalaya ride and over by Dreamcatcher and then back around and came into the brakes, and we're like, "Yeah, I mean that's a coaster for us. like some people will only count a credit if it has upward coasting, but there's plenty of coasters out there that don't coast upwards. That's not really something I concern myself with when thinking about credits. In fact, we have a whole episode about what's a credit is it a credit yeah, or not nah? credit or not?" Nah? where we talk about the cycle monorails in, in places like Japan but I just this I just loved this one in particular just because I wasn't expecting it I had no idea this was there and it was a much more satisfying experience I mean it was also a much shorter line than the wild mouse but it was also like a much better use of our time like even if I didn't count it as a credit I still probably would have rather ridden it than the wild mouse cuz the wild mouse is just a wild mouse and this thing was like un- a, a unique oddball Vacoma attraction that like you won't really get anywhere else in Europe
0: so that was actually uh, that was definitely a highlight uh, but overall um, the park setting is really cool because it has so much water has a giant central lagoon very green it's a very green park um, like most European parks in that region because of the weather um, but I really really enjoyed the park like I said Dollywood Saharan vibes it was better than I expected for sure um, there is a lot of really unique stuff I mean Revolution, Indiana River, um, what's it called? Got Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher.
1: Those are three things yeah. that stand
0: out to me. I'm like, wow, those are so
1: unique. Okay. All of the you can literally coasters, only get coasters. You can only get that and it will be online. Every coaster there is totally unique except for the Wild Mouse. So there's that. Yeah.
0: So overall, yeah, really, really good time. Uh, I look forward to going back. It's actually on my have to hit again list because yeah. Revolution and Dreamcatcher are that great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if it's not on your list, it really should be. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more polished, classic there's European just, it, there's parks. There's something like, there just for really... everyone.
1: i beseech you to find me a coaster enthusiast that wouldn't place one of their coasters in, like, a decent a spot. high yeah. place of honor. Like, there's, if you don't like this place, then, like, there's, I don't know what to tell you. Because, like, <laughs> there's just something for every type of coaster enthusiast. Unless you're, like, a wood coaster purist, but, like, Europe really isn't. Belgium's not going to be your friend if you're traveling for wooden coasters, because they've got two. So. Yeah. <laughs> if you like oddball steel coasters, Vekomas, uh, classic oddball stuff from the 80s especially, and a hypercoaster sized backwards backwards-forwards-launched infinity coaster that goes 76 miles per hour, um, this is the place for you. Like... You've got to go to this park,
0: and then without further ado, I wanted to present to you on thecoastkings.com <laughs> the Bobby Arnold article uh-huh. with
1: lots of pictures. We had we had actually pretty good luck with pictures despite the weather being. Uh, Did you promise everyone you were going to tell them your top three for the park?
0: Oh my god, I should totally have presented that after my just random without further ado. Okay, so that's my exactly. top three in the park. That's what I thought you were going to say. Okay, yeah, that's completely like completely oh website a website plug,
1: but that's important too. Um. Okay, you guess on top three? Guess well, not Revolution three. is your number one yes, of the is. day, obviously. Um, is this just coasters, or does this include non-coasters? If it just. We can do either one. Because. So, and then Dreamcatcher is in your top three, right? Is that number two? Yeah, it is. And then what was your third favorite? Naga Bay? Yeah, and then, and then Fury was Ford. Yeah, for coasters.
0: Naga Bay was that good. It was that surprisingly good. Nobody didn't give it that much attention, but um, there's not much to say besides like it just kicked some ass. Like it's it was fun. Layout. It was different. It was good. Uh, again, the it staff. The staff that was really drop? wonderful
1: for that ride. The, the ride operators oh we were God. so excited to let us ride again. Oh, yeah, the, Getting the re-rides on yeah. Naga Bay and Typhoon from the staff was like so wonderful because a, that's like. a a huge gift to us like so hospitable so thoughtful and B these both of these coasters have like exits that are really far from the entrance with like really long convoluted queues like connecting them to their respective themed areas so like rewriting these rides is also like kind of a pain in the butt because of the whole queue setup so huge thank you to will be online for that
0: Um, but yeah for Naga Bay one thing I want to say real quick is that drop the the second drop after the first first mid course Absolutely insane, super intense.
1: so good. Yeah, both of our rides felt very different, but we were like, "Yeah, if I had this coaster in my backyard, I'd ride it all the freaking time." Like, super re-rideable. If I had fun. to
0: do like top three overall rides, though, it would be Revolution,
1: Dreamcatcher, Indiana River. That's mine too. I was gonna say yeah. for me, it's those are just so bubbly. Out the alone. two That's '80s Vakomas, like the the two like signature vacomas and then the Indiana River. Indiana River was like the ride. I, it really, it was between, it was, those were the three rides I was most excited about for the park, and then they all three totally delivered, like totally met or exceeded my expectations, so. All in all, it was a great visit. I, yeah, I really look forward to going back, and I'm, I'm, we're intently watching this park because we're very pleased with the direction they seem to be going in um, with their newer additions like Fury, um, so we look forward to returning and getting some re-rides on these amazing coasters and seeing um, what they have in store for their future editions.
0: I look forward to it. And when it comes to our podcast episodes, this is the first of many um, for Europe, because we did a trip, yeah. of course, with all those parks. So we'll also have episodes for Plops uh, Park, Asterix.
1: Bellewarde. Uh, Bellewarde.
0: <laughs> we'll do Efteling, Phantasialand, Disneyland Paris. All the good stuff. Join us on our next episodes, and have a great day. Nighty night. Bye. Bye.